want to share the magic of the strength that we're making with everybody else. I think that's that's the important part. I kind of, you know, I just want people to drink it and discover it like I discovered it. The biggest advantage of drinking kombucha is because of the fermentation process. It's good for your gut health. It has prebiotics. Prebiotics are the food for the probiotics in your gut. Is there some, I'm not saying like kombucha police, but is there some sort of regulation in terms of like, what can you call a kombucha, kombucha? If you squeezed an orange, fresh, freshly squeezed orange and left it out for about an hour or two, it would start developing traces of alcohol. So almost the same amount that's in our kombucha. So that's that's the sort of alcohol we're talking about. Today's episode was brought to you with the support of our friends at Kyoto Resto Bar. From the Rizakaya dishes to the most delicious sushi in Jersey, Kyoto Resto Bar is the place you should have in mind for your next on-island Japanese experience. Whether you choose to dine in or order online, I promise that you won't be disappointed. And now, back to the episode. Kate from Katie Kombucha, welcome to Hospitality Insights. Thank you. Pleasure having you both as a supplier, because that's how I kind of see you for the hospitality industry. Mm -hmm. And also as a, as a sponsor for the podcast with, with your drinks, because we love your drinks here. My wife loves the drinks. My friends love the drinks. Like we convince them, you know, to, to get into it. We absolutely love what you guys are doing there. So let's go back in time. Let's kind of like go back to the to the beginnings. How did you get into this? So uh, I've done quite a lot of a few things in my life. Um, and um, I was on a sabbatical for the last 10 years after selling my last business. Um, we um, had a house down in the Winelands in the Cape. And um, and in South Africa, well, in Cape Town especially, they have the most amazing markets. Uh, people are really innovative. And um, so you always get to try new things. And we were in one of the one in a restaurant and um, I was always driving. My partner was loving his wine because they have the most amazing wines in, in the Cape. Um, and the chef rushed out and said, oh, we've been experimenting. We're fermenting this. Drink it. It's non-alcoholic um, and it's much more interesting than sparkling water. So um, he gave me a taste and I drank it and I thought, oh, my God, what is this? It's absolutely incredible. I just loved the taste of it. Um, and he said, oh, it's kombucha. It's a fermented uh, tea drink and all that kind of thing. And I'd never heard of it. It had been it it it, it had already had a lot of legs. It was quite popular in the U.S., um, and it was slowly coming to uh, Western Europe. Um, and obviously it had been fermentation in, in this form has, has been quite traditional in Eastern Europe, I mm. think. Um, and um, so I kind of rushed back and read all about it, did some research, and I just thought, oh, I think I could start making it myself. Um, and yeah, so that's how the whole journey started. But then when you started doing it, was it like right away, okay, I'm going to do it as a business or you were like, okay, let's start some experimenting here, give it to some of our friends, see what they yeah. think. So it was a process from that yeah, perspective? Yeah, I think, I think it, initially it was for me to drink, but I got back to Guernsey and there was very little. I mean, there was some sort of dusty old bottles in our health food shop, which is more like vinegar rather than kombucha. Um, and that was the best they had to offer. So I'm talking about probably six, seven years ago. Um, and so I thought, well, this isn't, this doesn't taste anything like I tasted in Cape Town. Um, and that's where I started. I sent off, I went online and um, sent off for the culture, the SCOBY. Um, and yeah, and that, and then I started experimenting and loving what I was making. <laughs> and then my friends were loving what I was making. Um, and then I kind of thought, mm, You kind of exploded after yeah, that. People liked your product. Yeah, I kind of thought, well... You know, maybe it's something I, I could look at doing. Um, but of course, it was the big unknown. I had no idea how to, to you know, how to make it from a five-liter bottle to turning it into a business. 
Um, so what I did was um, I did a lot of research and I found that uh, Portland, Oregon was the home of kombucha. It's where it kind of really took off. Um, and there was, I had bought a book on kombucha written by a man called Stephen Lee. And he was the man who actually brought kombucha back from Eastern Europe all the way back to the US. And he was the first man who fermented it in in a big way and started selling it and he got the whole movement going. So I thought, well, we're going to Portland, Oregon. Um, maybe I'll sort of write to him and see if he'll see me. Yeah. Um, and and so we sent off a letter and said we're coming over. Um, would love to meet up and chat, have a chat. Um, and he responded and said yes. So that was fantastic. So we went off to Portland. Um, we spent every night, every day we'd go out to all all the different health food stores and all the different stores that actually um, sold kombucha. Because at that stage, you're talking about maybe, uh, I don't know, 100, 120 different um, uh, brewers, you know, sort of brews and makes. So um We'd come back with bagfuls into the hotel room. They they must have thought we were mad, and we'd be opening all these bottles and tasting them. And and most of them we didn't like, and mm. we'd leave obviously you know pour down the drain and everything. And then you know the next day we'd go out and buy some other ones. And anyway, we eventually um, settled on two or three makes that we really loved, um, and um, and then call them up and see if they would come and see us. And of course. Being in the brewing industry, people are really friendly. They all want to share, you know, their, you know, their knowledge and their brews and everything. It's not, it's, although it's highly competitive. It's a friendly um, competition, It's I guess. still a friendly competition. And knowing what I know now about the culture and the brewing and everything, it's almost impossible to mimic somebody's kombucha. So although they can show you how to do it, no two cultures are the same. Um, and I don't think many kombuchas taste exactly the same or at that stage they didn't. Mm. So, um, yeah, so it was really interesting. So we did a lot of research um, and um, we saw Stephen and uh, we, at that stage we were talking about maybe just importing it into the Channel Islands. And he said, forget about doing that. He said, just do it yourself. It's not that hard. So I I took his <laughs> advice. Um, and here we are today. But then when you started, how, how long you took from that point till when you got your first uh, em employee? What, how, what was the process? Did you, how did you teach? Because it's not like, it's not something that's no. ever been probably in Channel <laughs> Islands, right? No, it, so it's not it like hasn't. I'm going to send it to the school and, of kombucha. And, and very few places in the UK either at the time. Um, and I don't know. I just, I just had a sense for it, I guess. So um, from that point of view, even at that stage when I started, I had no idea about how I was going to go from, you know, making uh, five liter bottles and brewing, you know, a hundred liters to actually going towards what we're mm. brewing at the moment. I had no idea how I was going to go from point A to where we are now. Um, and it's just been an organic growth. It's been incredible. So we're learning all like the, the way, <laughs> like the drink, organic. Yeah, no, that's true. And it has, it's just been, yeah, it's just, we've, we've learned along the way. Um, but the great thing about kombucha is because we bottle at such a low pH um, that nothing bad can live in it. Um, and I, I, thought that that was a really good point to start at because um, I think when you're making things and cooking and chefing mm. and everything, your greatest fear is you're going to make somebody sick. Yeah. Um, and so um, the more bottles you sell, the more responsibility you have of trying not to make people sick. So the, the, the wonderful thing about kombucha is there's nothing in it that is going to make somebody sick or mm. well, I guess, you know, I guess literally kill somebody. For you as a yes. owner, right? It's huge <laughs> peace of mind. It's yeah. a huge peace of mind. But so. then for people that don't understand how, how this process works, because as we were talking earlier, you know, for you being the first 
to bring these in 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 the channel. Well, bring it, making it basically, because yeah. probably it was here before, but yeah. not 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 at the level or mm-hmm. as good as as your product mm-hmm. is. Uh, it's like a double edged sword. You almost need to kind of like form your your customer base in a way to kind of like make them understand what makes your drink better than than others. So it's it's a challenge. So could you please go through the process slightly? Like how do you make a how do you make kombucha? Like I know it's it's a longer process that we pr- probably yeah. can cover here, yeah. but just in basic words, how does it work from water to the end product and how long it takes? So um, the most important um, uh, uh, ingredient of kombucha is the water. Um, You cannot just use tap water. So we use reverse osmosis water, which literally takes the water and strips everything out of it. So it's water in its purest form. It's got no minerals and no nothing in it at all. Um, We then buy... um, organic teas and we make basically we boil the water add the tea then add the sugar so um it, sugar is a really important part of of the fermentation because the culture needs to feed off the sugar in order to ferment mm. so there are two things um yeah, so so it's a really important part of it. So you add a lot of sugar. We use raw cane sugar. Uh, a lot of other kombuchas will use sugar beet um, or white sugar or overprocessed sugars. So we like to use the raw cane sugar. Um, you then add the culture, which is called the SCOBY, um, which is short for, it's an acronym short for symbiotic um, colony of bacteria and yeasts. Um, and then you add the SCOBY and then you, um, in a tank, and then we cover the tank, but it's really important for the fermentation for it to have oxygen. So it won't be a closed tank, it will be an open tank, mm. and it will sit there for at, uh, in, in, a, in a controlled temperature, so around 20 to 22 degrees is the perfect for us, it mm-hmm. is. Um, I know a lot of people will ferment in much warmer temperatures, like around 28, 30 degrees. But what that does is it hurries the fermentation. I was going to say, yeah, it's so like making it will, your bread, right? Exactly. So it will, it will instead of taking two to three weeks to ferment the first part of the fermentation, it will ferment in a week. Um, and... It, it always reflects, it's reflected in the taste. Um, if you hurry the fermentation, it will taste um, just, it will be one dimensional. It won't have all mm. the wonderful things. Yeah, in it, won't it. Have, yeah. it won't be that rich, I exactly. guess. Right? It doesn't have yeah. time to develop yeah. the flavors. Yeah, exactly. So then once, and, and while, while, we, while it's fermenting, we will um, regularly take the pH, monitor the pH and the sugar levels, um, and they all should be dropping um, as, as the weeks go, you know, after the first week, after the second week, after the third week. Um, and when it reaches the right pH level, um, and the right sugar level, we then, um, and obviously the taste level, we will then take the culture out and then we will flavor it. So we then flavor it, what we call um, uh, cold hopping. So what we do is we take dry botanicals and we um, we soak them, we cold soak them in the, um, in the tank for uh, another week to two weeks. Um, maybe, well, no, not two weeks, but a week, a week and a bit. Um, and then um, when we, it reaches the right uh, flavor profile, we then take out all, strain out all the botanicals, we bottle, um, and uh, we then um, uh, bottle condition it. So we put it in a warm room and it will then, because it's still got all the live cultures in, um, the oxygen won't get to it and it will then second ferment, um, and produce all the bubbles and the CO2. So, so all this process is, a uh, how, how long roughly all together? Uh, roughly five weeks. Yeah. Five weeks. So yeah. that was the first thing that kind of like hit me, you know, when mm. I, when I, when I visited the brewery, it was that it takes a lot longer than I thought. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I knew that it will take long, but I didn't expect it to take that long. So 
when I saw, you know, the, the care and everything like you, the guy, the way you kind of like handle these products and the amount, the amount of passion and everything, I'm like, you know what, this product is too cheap. And that was my first impression. Mm. And I know it's probably for some people, it'll be quite hard to understand because when you go on, uh, let's say, if le- probably there's not such a thing here in Jersey, but let's say you'll have a shelf of kombucha and you, you go probably one pound, one pound, 20, whatever, and you get to yours, which is which is pricier, but for a good mm-hmm. reason. People will not really probably, let's say, choose your product because they don't understand it, I guess. So I guess if more people will, will understand that, you know, this product takes five weeks to produce, they will know that, you know, that there's actually not even the right price. It's probably too cheap. So I feel like that's probably your struggle in a way to kind of like make people understand that, that this is not your ordinary kombucha. Mm. This is something totally different. And it's, like he says on the bottle, is alive. Are there any other challenges that you've got uh, with, 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 with your business? I mean, in general, like what are the challenges for, for Katie? So um, the first challenge really was to get people to start to, to learn about kombucha, what it was. So um, as, as, as I mentioned earlier, the, the, it's, it's been, well, no, I don't know where, I think the earliest recorded history was, I don't know how many thousands of years before, I don't know. It's, it's just one of these things that's been, uh, that's been carrying on for generation Mm. after generation. And the most amazing thing about kombucha is you can't just make it. You have to make it from somebody, some a culture that's been given to you and that's been passed down. And that's the most incredible thing about kombucha is, you know, it's not just a drink that's been formulated in, in a laboratory or, um, or just made up. It has to have been passed down from somewhere, somehow. You've had to have the culture and carry on. A bit like sourdough. The only difference is sourdough, you can mm. make your own culture. I was going to say, yeah. But you can't make your own culture for, with kombucha. It has to have come from somebody or somewhere down the line. So and it so it's to... mind-blowing, actually, if you think about it. Is he is he safe to say that this is uh it's it's a uh, kombucha with uh, American origin because isn't it from the US that you brought the? I don't know. I mean, nobody <laughs> knows where the culture has come from, how, where it's been passed through. But they they say it started in China and in Japan. Um, some some kind of story about the, a Chinese um, bringing it down to uh, a Japanese king was was really ill and. He brought his brew down, which was kombucha, and it cured him of something or mm. other. And that's how it all started. So, but everybody has a story about how it started. Because and it was I don't so think I know it was so long ago. Yeah. And yeah, it's quite it's quite hard. Talking to... about curing, what are the benefits? I mean, we know he's alive, we know there are quite good uh, flavors are great. You use a lot, you do use organic, you use cane sugar, so they're all premium products for, for this for this drink, but what are the benefits? So it's it's really hard. There, there, there's a lot of research going into um, into kombucha and the benefits of kombucha. I mean, the, the main benefit is it's fermented and through the fermentation process, it has a lot of prebiotics. Now they have tested it for probiotics. It's not right to say it's full of probiotics. It's full of prebiotics and prebiotics feed the probiotics that are in your gut. Um, and gut health um, has 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 taken has become really important now. There've been a lot of mm. um, doctors and specialists and said how important it is that you have a healthy gut. And if you have a healthy gut, it affects the whole of your body. It it gives you a healthy brain. It it just keeps you healthy. So that's that's the 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 biggest advantage of drinking kombucha is because of the fermentation process and it's good for your gut health. It has prebiotics. Prebiotics are the food for the probiotics in your gut. So it, it's, it basically feeds them. Um, and it's got a lot of organic acids that are good for you from the fermentation. There's all the good side of, of the, um, the tea, the benefits of the tea that it's used. Um, the sugar, it is most of it is eaten up by the scoby so there's it it always it's always ends up being a low mm. sugar product and um after the second fermentation it reduces 
by half again. So, um, so it's it should be low in sugar. A lot of the commercial kombucha brewers will add fruit purees, um, fruit flavorings, and things like that. So we don't do that. So because we keep, that's a faster process. It's a faster process. It sweetens it. It makes it more palatable. It gives it more dimension, I suppose, because they're doing it in a very fast way. It's one dimensional, so they're masking the flavor by adding a lot of fruits and funky mm. flavors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really funky flavors mm -hmm. and yeah they're great if you drink them once or twice but you don't you can't end up drinking too many of them but is there some i'm not saying like kombucha police but is there some sort of regulation in terms of like what can you call a kombucha kombucha because i feel like you know because in the process of trying to make it quite fast you almost probably is almost not not the drink that you should yeah. be is there such a thing i'm probably uh... In the UK, Jersey, the world. Well, there's there's an American uh, body which is formed called Kombucha Brewers International, and they encourage you to become a member of which we are. Mm. Um, and they have written a code of practice, so a code of brewing. But they've been all-inclusive, so it doesn't matter mm. how you brew, whether you brew fast, whether you brew slow, whether you use um, uh, uh, very strong starters and don't brew, brew brew it in the traditional manner um they they kind of try and be all inclusive and all call it kombucha but what they would like what they are trying to do is is you have to um put it on the label you have to label your kombucha properly so this is all fairly new they are trying to introduce it um right across the world so that if you do use a concentrate you should say it's made from concentrate um if you traditionally brew it like us it's not made from concentrate but it's been traditionally brewed but obviously um it's you know it's all starting to happen mm. but it will take quite a long time um so i think that uh people who are kombucha um uh, who love kombucha um but are buying kombucha based on price only they have to be careful that um the 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 less expensive kombuchas the ones that you get in the cans um a lot of them are not um, traditionally brewed they've either been pasteurized um they've they've had concentrate they've used concentrates as starters they haven't used scoby so it's not been traditional so um whether it's alive or not i don't know even though they do say it's live um, they do add a lot of prebiotics and probiotics back into it, but they're not the natural ones that occur mm. as you're fermenting. And I think that that's a really important thing mm. to point out. So until they actually get the seal um, where you would have a kite mark and be, you know, you, uh, all that starts happening, um, I just think that if you are a, a, a a kombucha fan i think you just need to be a lot more choosy about which kombuchas you drink and which ones you don't i guess it comes like it's like with any other product right you need to do almost your own research to kind of understand what's good for you and what's bad right because yeah. it's not yeah. like using a cleaning product even with that you would do some sort of research yeah. what about yeah. with something that you put into your body i yeah. feel like you know the your potential customers should be a bit more aware which is something that you guys already try doing you know kind of almost teaching probably teaching is not the right word but awareness i guess you know like what was the difference between your product mm. and you know others mm. which i think is quite mm. important but one thing that kind of like would scare me if i was in your position i've done a video for uh, a local bakery here that does as you mentioned sourdough so they need to prepare a date 24 hours in advance and i'm like what if something goes wrong? You know, because it's not like when you need, when you just mix a few things together and there you go, it's a lot easier. How do you predict demand? I mean, let's say like now Christmas is coming. I guess I'm not sure whether summer will be the best or Christmas, but again, I guess you'll have some sort of like uh, increase in terms of demand. How do you predict that? How do you stay on top of it if it takes five weeks? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think we always look forward, and um, because the the good thing about kombucha is it does have a fairly long shelf life, so it, um, we have to put a sell by date of six months. Mm. Um, 
but actually it ca- it will last long. It just gets a bit stronger and a bit fizzier, but you can drink a kombucha that's a year old. It's not it's not going to kill you. It's not going to make you sick. It's just going to be a lot stronger in taste. Um, predicting, I don't know. It's a gut feeling. We kind of... You know, I think the same with your baker. He has a gut feeling about, you know, how how much mm-hmm. he needs to do. I mean, sometimes we do run out. Sometimes we will have to wait. You know, we're kind of, you know, nail bitingly thinking, has it second fermented yet? Why doesn't it hurry up? You know, what, you know, how can we do it? But you know what? It when it's meant to happen, it will happen, and it's no point. Yeah. And sometimes, good things come to people who wait. You know, <laughs> so if they have to wait, they have to wait. But um, it doesn't happen that often. But every now and then it does. You kind yeah. of. You, you know. said that you started your, uh, you started this, you know, when, when, when you were on holidays and you wanted something non-alcoholic, basically, mm-hmm. right? Because you were driving. But how do you see Channel Islands in the relationship with, with alcohol and non-alcoholic drinks, actually? Because now these become more and more popular. Do you feel like there is a. A quite a, a good place for kombucha to kind of like be in that market? Um, I do because I can honestly say that kombucha is one of the only drinks that you can drink that has benefits. So if I, I'm trying to think of any that have benefits apart from alcohol that makes you drunk, but I don't see that or as water. a benefit <laughs> or water. <laughs> but even then that doesn't have benefits. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it hydrates you, you. Right, it hydrates you, but it doesn't actually, um, it, 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 it doesn't do harm, doesn't it, do good. It doesn't anymore. harm and it doesn't do good. It, I mean, it doesn't do harm, but it doesn't, it as it, yeah. it isn't improving your life yeah. in any way. Whereas with, with kombucha, it, it does have benefits. It is good for you. It is a drink that is going to make you feel better. It's, it, it has natural energizing properties. Um, and, um, it's really good for your gut health. So, um, and, and it tastes fantastic. I mean, it's, it's got a flavor profile, which is almost impossible to, to make up in any other way. So, um, yeah, and it's, it's, it's just, you know, it's slightly tart, it's fizzy, it's just, it's just got character. Um, our flavors are really subtle. So we make it in with really subtle flavors so that they'll go well with food, you know, just as a sundowner, anytime you're thirsty, but it doesn't, it doesn't have an overriding flavor, which I think you know, it's the wrong thing to do. I mean, some people might mm. like strong flavors, but yeah. But I guess it's because also the slow process and because when you infuse it, it's a cold infusion. Yeah, So exactly. that's why I guess it's subtle, it's more right? subtle, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And then it goes well with food. So different yes. different flavors go better, you know, go with different foods, go well with different foods. And I think that's really important. So you're not trying to overpower the food, but you're complementing the food. And I think that's important. You already started having a good relationship with quite a few of the bars, probably, or cocktail bars or whatever. And I already seen, you know, on your page posting that you can combine kombucha maybe with alcoholic related stuff. Do you see do you see uh, these becoming something quite popular? Do you see people being because, you know, the problem is sometimes, you know, people just don't don't dare you know they don't try something new mm. but do you see mm. being popular in bars or, or so in i bars? think a lot of a lot of the really hot bartenders in london are starting to actually make their own kombucha fermenting oh, wow. themselves so it is really interesting because although it's been a slow process in in you know, in Europe, um, I think it is starting to gain momentum. So, um, yeah, they are they are fermenting their own and actually do putting, you know, using them as mixers in cocktails. Um, it, it is such a better mixer than anything that you can buy because um, it's not overly sweet. It's tart. It's got a lovely umami flavor mm. and it will really um, jazz up any cocktail you make whether it's alcoholic or non-alcoholic because of that lovely tart flavor it will actually just give it a zing Mm. that you don't get from a overly sugared tonic water or a overly sugared ginger ginger ale or whatever other mixes that you use so um yeah it's just it's just trying to i mean we have a bar in guernsey and they've done a gin sling 
uh, a rhubarb gin sling and they use our summer hops for it. And it's wildly popular. It's really, really popular. So yeah, it's, it's a really good mixer. I just wish <laughs> a lot of the Channel Islands bartenders would be a bit more adventurous. Really. Well, this is it. I guess it comes a bit to that. Although to be fair, it, it's not something like crazy, but I guess when pe- when when people will understand a bit more about the drink, because as you said, and here in, in Channel Islands, channel, that's what I mm. realize at least, mm. things get here a lot slower than probably in other places. Mm. We are on islands, you know, probably by the time we, let's say, we, we're going to be on kombucha full on, the UK already be fed up by it or other places. Because no, <laughs> never. Nobody's going to be fed up with kombucha. <laughs> but in terms of knowledge, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm mainly talking about that because I think when people will realize what, what it means, what are the benefits, uh, that is local, again, mm-hmm. really important, I think, because we, we keep talking about ingredients local, but then why not talk about drinks that are local, yeah. right? So talking about ingredients and drinks and everything else, how is your relationship with the uh, hospitality businesses like uh, I'm talking more restaurants you know yeah. do you find it hard to to present drinks to sell drinks basically yeah. to these? Uh, we we do um, and I think also I think probably what we've realized is that in the smaller bottles is probably harder in in a hospitality setting to actually um, to actually get them to use it so um, we're hoping by the spring, spring and early summer of next year to be actually releasing 750 mil bottles. So they'll be more in in a sort of champagne type bottle. Um, and so I think it would work better in hospitality anyway. Also, the, the, the flavors are developing differently, right? Yes, in yes. In bigger containers. Yes, yes. I think as we were discussing like wine, I think that that. The, the, the whole mouthfeel and the flavor of the kombucha is definitely improved in a 750 ml bottle. So um, we are going to be uh, releasing a special release for um, uh, for the winter, for, for December, January in 750. So it will be a limited release uh, bottles, 1300 bottles um, uh, for basically Christmas, New Year and mm. January, um, I, basically for the winter, yeah, yeah, for yeah. the winter festivities. And yeah, so so that's really exciting. So we're busy doing the labels and all oh, nice. the logos and everything. So it's going to be exciting. Yeah, because what some people don't understand when, when you say you're busy doing these and that, yeah. you're actually busy because a lot of the process is manual process. Yeah. It's not like just press on the button and you go home and come back. So, so in order, it, it takes quite a long time to d- develop new pla- uh, flavors. It's not something instant that you can do in a laboratory. Um, so, yeah, so you have to ferment, you add flavors, that doesn't work. Then you go to go back and start fermenting again. So, and if each each fermentation is going to take, you know, four to five to six weeks, um, you can see how long it takes to actually develop a new flavor. So, um, so yeah, so it's, it's, it's just exciting. I think we're going to enjoy releasing the 750 mil bottle. And I think that will in, in a hospitality setting will be a lot more appropriate. So it will be a sharing bottle. Um, you'll order it for the table. It will definitely be a much better non-alcoholic alternative. So it will still be celebratory, but it will be non-alcoholic, but it will mm. still have that lovely mouth feel of like you're drinking champagne. So, mm. have you ever got pushbacks, you know, from any business or anyone talking, you know, because you have on the on the labels it traces of alcohol, mm-hmm. which obviously because of the natural fermentation, mm-hmm. have you ever got that, you know, well, but I don't drink alcohol, or because people don't understand when you said traces is literally almost non-existent. That's yeah. What it means. I mean, and, if 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 you if you squeezed an orange, fresh, freshly squeezed orange and left it out for about an hour or two, it would start developing traces of alcohol. So almost the same amount that's in our kombucha. So that's, that's the sort of alcohol we're talking about. It literally is trace. Mm. It's great you mentioned it so people yeah. understand it because just because it's, it says traces, it really means traces. It's yeah. almost like yeah. close it's, to zero, yeah, but it's, it's worth it mentioning is, yeah. because you try to be transparent, right? Yeah. 
No, I think we we have to just in case um, for um, religious reasons or something like that. But actually, it's no different to you know freshly pressing a fruit juice and leaving out for a few hours, and that starts ferment fermenting itself and produces about the same amount of alcohol. So I think a lot of people there's so much alcohol in everything in a lot of things that we eat and drink. You don't notice it, or you don't know it's happening. So. In terms of ingredients, how, how do you source the ingredients that you use? How do you basically make sure that they stay at consistent quality? Or how, how do you basically select ingredients for your kombucha in general? So um, we do a lot of research. Um, a lot of the, um, the, the berries, the dried, the dried botanicals that we purchase, well, all, most of them are organic. Um, they come from um, good suppliers. Um, they're small batch, so that's important. So they're not mass produced. Um, and yeah, and the fact that we use dry botanicals actually, um, if you like, preserves the quality of of the botanical itself um, rather than using fresh purees, fruit purees and things like that. And actually, more importantly, let's talk about natural flavorings. Mm. So do you know what natural flavorings are? So they're these things that arrive in almost like bottled, you know, yeah, droppers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you put a couple of drops with the so flavor strong. 500 liter tanks and they're all produced in a laboratory. Um, and they're allowed to call them natural because they are derived from natural flavors, but they add so much other things to them that they, they become totally unnatural. Um, and um, because they're stable, i.e. Um, they're not live or they're not natural, um, and they stabilize the product. So a lot, a lot of drinks, producers, um, kombucha producers, a lot of the commercial ones, all of them use these, they mm. call them natural flavorings, <laughs> but there is nothing natural about them. Yeah. Um, we do not use any of these. We use the real thing. But then because obviously you are like a small dot on, on this map mm. of kombucha and, you know, all these big companies, as you said, a few drops here, a few drops there, job done. Have you ever thought about, you know what, let's just go with the flow. I mean, no. Never, never, because because it just produces a completely different drink. It just produces, a, it's a mass produced drink. It's the same as all the other commercial ones that you buy in the supermarkets for a pound 50, a pound 95. Um, and that is not where we ever want to be. It's not something that I ever want to produce and feel proud of selling. Um, it's it's the real thing or nothing at all. Um, it's it's a bit, I suppose, like if you if you went to buy a bottle of wine, you buy you know a five pound, uh, four pound bottle of wine, and you buy a twenty pound. There's a good reason why that pound that bottle wine bottle costs twenty pounds, and that one costs four pounds. There's a really good reason for it, and it's the same with the kombucha. So, you know, you pick up a mass produced one. Um, it will be produced in three, four days max. It will be carbonated. It will have these lovely natural flavorings. Um, and that is not what where we're coming from. It's not something I'd be proud of producing, and it's not something I don't. I, I, I would rather stop producing than have to produce that kind of a drink. Are you afraid, because obviously this is getting bigger and bigger, it will be hard to manage, like at some point, I'm sure like even now, I remember like when you were talking that, you know, the plans are probably obviously to grow mm -hmm. and then maybe go outside of Channel Islands. Will it be hard to manage to keep the same? Do you, are you afraid of that, that you're going to kind of like lose control almost uh, because of the size? Yeah, I think um, I I don't want to. I, I think we've grown organically um, through the years, through the three, four years and um when I look at when I started and thinking, well, how am I going to get to where I am at the moment? I had absolutely no idea and it just happened. So as the demand grew, we grew with it, but we never lost um, our core principle values of producing the real thing. Um, and I don't see why we, why we should 
change that in any way, even if we double or treble. Um, I think it's just about carefully planning how you're going to be doing it. But if you keep the ethos of of how you ferment, how you produce the drink, um, um, maybe we have another brewery in the UK because we are thinking of of going into onto into the, the mainland, market. into the UK market. But, you know, that will be a, a, a different thing, yeah. Is there something that soon or in within years or do, do, when do you think that's going to happen because um i would say around the spring summer of of 24 oh right so yeah. it's not yeah. not far from it no not so you far. are in almost in, in discussions <laughs> of this making yes, this happen yes yes yeah? we are but it might be in a different format so or it might be in just the larger bottles rather than mm. the smaller bottles so it's a lot less. So for every three mm. bottles you make, you handle and make, um, you're only making one. So it kind of makes more sense. What I realized with the bottles also, and I'm sure it's something that, because mm. exactly like with the olive oil, they say, you know, keep it away from the sun and everything else. And the bottles you use are a bit more, are not clear bottles. Yeah. Is that is that on purpose or it's just happened that no it it is better that it doesn't get light anyway so um i i think there's two of the most important things with our product is that um because it's live it shouldn't live outside the fridge so like milk it's got to be in the fridge um and kept in the fridge and kept chilled um it might not come to any harm for being out of the fridge for one day but any longer than that, I wouldn't. Mm. I wouldn't recommend it. So, um, it's the same thing. It it shouldn't be in bright sunshine or whatever. It is better for it to live in a darker bottle. Yeah, but how do you recognize when it's not good for consumption? Will it will it be like very fizzy when you open it? Is that is there a sign, or do you do you feel like there is something? Because it might not be, but I'm just I'm just trying to kind of figure out for myself. So I guess it's just use your own judgment, right? When you yeah. open it, then it's it smells different, or I... well, as I as I said to you, it can never go off. Really, it can only get stronger and fizzier, mm -hmm. um, and um, might get very vinegary if it got oh. very strong and fizzy. Um, so that's when I would suggest you don't drink it if it if it is incredibly vinegary. Um, but that would have to be. It would have been i don't know a couple of years old yeah <laughs> yeah okay yeah. so it's it's really I mean, obviously yeah, it like is a really else, safe it really is it's a like safe salt drink. you know yeah. when they put best before, it doesn't spoil no but then no it just There's, by law apparently you have to do yeah, it right yeah so we have to uh, for some reason somebody stuck their finger in the air and said six months and that's mm. that's legally on the label we have to put six months but actually it never goes off mm. so you can carry if it's provided it's been kept refrigerated you can carry on drinking it but the time to stop is when you find it's just too vinegary for your taste and you stop drinking it. Are there side effects? I know it sounds crazy. You know, doctor said, use everything in moderation, do this, do that. You know, are there side effects of kombucha? It might sound crazy that I'm asking you this, but people might think, you know, probably don't drink more than, I don't know how many. Yeah, I think everybody's body's different. You'd know, you'd know if there were any side effects or it was affecting you in any, any way. But yeah, I, I don't think so. I really don't. Um, I mean, I probably drink two, three, two, three a day. So, I probably go yeah, for two, three yeah. as well. So, so quite easily. We're both here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> quite easily. So, um. so in terms of popularity, now you over Jersey, Guernsey and Jersey, right? Because it's worth yeah. mentioning yeah. that the business yeah. is based. Alderney wouldn't take yeah. anything non-alcoholic. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. interested because it wasn't alcoholic. <laughs> well, probably you need to start producing something with alcohol just for them specifically. For Alderney, yeah. So you basically just Jersey Guernsey, you may see yeah. mainly, right? Yeah. So uh, which one, where where do you see that it's becoming bigger? Is it Jersey, is Guernsey because it started in Guernsey? Where do you see, you know, having more 
power in well, a way. Well, I don't you know. know. Jer- Jersey's sort of coming it's along, really, and catching up. We've got this wonderful person. I was going to say, who, she does a great who, job. Who, who works for us called Viv. Um, and she drives around in this mad little van, delivering, it madly looks great. delivering. It's unique like the drink. <laughs> I mean, genuinely, it really is. And she's it's always, hard to miss it. So all the men stare at her as she's driving past. She's very attractive, but also <laughs> because the van is really, is really cute. So, um, yeah, so she gets a lot of, of, of looks, <laughs> if you like, a lot of notice. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, and uh, no, but Jersey's catching up very quickly. So, um, I yeah, I mean, Jersey is, is known to be the party island, so I guess the alcohol consumption is a little bit higher than in Guernsey. I've actually seen some, some uh, statistics. I'm not sure. You never really know which ones are accurate. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> Jersey's at the top, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. You know, top five for sure in, in the world, which is crazy. I'm like, where, where are we going with this? You know, mm. it's, it, it, mm. it's absolutely crazy. But what's good to see, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do mm. like my glass of red mm. wine every now no, and then. No, I do too you know, as I well, think yeah. I, Genuinely, I don't think it's, it's anything wrong with that. But I do like having alternatives apart from water, steel, steel water, fizzy water, whatever. And I don't really drink. I'm not a Coke fan. I'm not mm. whatever Fanta, whatever, you know, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. So it's great that I have this alternative and I, I, I genuinely love that. And it's spreading on, on the island as well. So like, for example, yesterday I, we were at JB's and I think you guys, I've seen too late. I was, it was too late. And I was like, <laughs> it's no way, it's no way that they'll have, they'll have it here because, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a beer place, you know, mm. and I got a non-alcoholic beer. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah, I, and I've seen the sign. It was on the. I've seen it later. You know, like I should have gone. But <laughs> in a kombucha, it would have been so much better. Well, we have this. There was this one guy in Guernsey. He was. Um, he used to be. He used to drink a lot of beer, obviously, and then he discovered our golden hops. Um, and he's been drinking it ever since. And he says he just loves the fact that he doesn't, it doesn't bloat him. It doesn't make him feel, you know, sort of awful and whatever. And he's just loving it. And I think, mm. I think that's the wonderful thing about it. But about that's kombucha. amazing because yeah. in a way it changes someone's life. Yeah. I know it probably are big words, but if you're going to continue drinking like mm. every day, if you're mm. big on beer, mm. I'm sure that's not good for you. There's no question about mm. it. No matter how many studies and it's good for your kidneys. It might be good for your kidneys, but it's killing your liver. So, you know, it's, 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 it's not going to do well in the long term. Yeah. So I think it's almost like it's, it's literally changing people's lives because they've yeah. got the right alternative. So yeah. I get, I mean, we get so many emails from people who've been either in Jersey, in, in Jersey or Guernsey and who've tasted um, KT kombucha and they've, they've gone back to the mainland and bought up any kombucha they could find and have written back saying, please, could we send them a case because it's nothing like, you know, our kombucha, which is great. And then I get letters from from people who are on chemotherapy, um, who are drinking kombucha and saying that it's the only thing that makes them feel better. I mean, it's wow. just um, whether, whether, whether it's, psychosomatic or you know they think it's doing them good and it makes them feel better it doesn't matter it's just the fact that they just feel good drinking it and i love that i just it just makes me so happy (laughs) it's just like yeah you're such a lovely woman (laughs) but what i want where i want to get where do you find time for everything because i i almost feel like not that i knew you before the whole katie story but probably your life was a lot more relaxed in a way now you have meetings you have two new customers. You have probably complaints, let's say, everything else, managing staff. How do you find time for everything? How um, do you balance them all? I don't know. I suppose starting a new business, this is the uh, third one I've started. And um, I, I I think it's a bit like childbirth. You, you have your child. I don't know because I've never had children, <laughs> but I've been told. You have your child, your first child, and you think you're never going to do that again. And then after a few years, you've forgotten about it. You have another child. So I think starting a business is exactly the same thing. You know, I've, I think it was so long since I started my last one, maybe 10, 12 years, that I completely forgot what it took to actually start from scratch again. But I'm loving it because I love, I love the fermentation. I love 
all all the people who've joined me on you know who've joined us on this journey the lovely Viv in Jersey um my the you know Danny and and Haley in 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 Guernsey and and Sam and all you know just the whole team so in fact we're mainly women which is great um and um it's 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 just everybody loves what they do and i think that that's that's the wonderful thing about it so so we're all united in what we're doing um and i i have to say i've never openly had to advertise everybody's come to me um mm. and we've all gravitated together in order to work together and that's the wonderful thing about about this drink it's just brought everybody together and we're making this wonderful thing this wonderful brew i can't i can't explain to you it's magical i mean who would have ever thought putting sugar and tea and this culture together would actually produce such an incredible drink it's just mind blowing it still blows my mind when i see it happening so um yeah I wish anybody who listens to the who's never tasted mm. it needs to go out and taste it. Well, we'll definitely give <laughs> dr- the drink to whoever comes on the podcast yeah. to give a try because we genuinely believe in this product. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it to impress you or impress anyone, you know, that, that, that's watching. They need to try it to believe it because I feel like it's really different from, from the, other, the other kombuchas on the market. There might be something in other countries, you know, like obviously you, there might be, I'm sure there are other I'm places. I'm sure there are. But not I'm locally. Sure they, yeah. They're not, nothing yeah. like, like it here. Yeah. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. So with this being said, you know, what are other plants, you know, that you have, you have in mind? Because now that you're trying to expand, so that's one. But then after having two or three businesses before this, do you feel like this is it? Do you yeah, feel, this, is, this, this is, is it. This is it. <laughs> This is it. This yeah. is definitely it. From- this will be my last one. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've, 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 I, I suppose I shouldn't say this on thing, but I am started up a business at ripe old age of 62, 63 years old. So I'm 65 that's, now. That's amazing, and, yeah. right? I, mean, I think you should say it because more people will get encouraged because one of the problems we have these days is the problem with time. Mm. When people think like, I'm done. You know, I've got, like, I don't know how many years old, you know, I don't, I don't, I, you know, that, that my time is gone. But for you, it's almost like a new beginning with this business, right? So it I think is. people should know just from, even from that perspective, that even if you are like older or you are, you have a certain age or you feel like, you know what, I failed, I don't know how many times, or, you know, the businesses that I've done earlier, they were not probably doing that well. Let's try once again. Mm. So I feel like that's, that's an inspiring story on its mm. own. So yeah, that's 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 really. But good. I want to share the magic of the drink that we're making with everybody else. I think that's that's the important part. I kind of you know, I just want people to drink it and discover it, like yeah. I discovered it. So well, I hope that we will help with this with with this <laughs> as much as we can because this is going to stay a hospitality podcast, and we'll we'll mm. get more people from the mm. hospitality world. So hopefully, they will have a better understanding of what's going on with with your drink. You know, just because we'll try to to show it to to the to the world mm. and especially to to Jersey because we are we are we are mainly a Jersey and Guernsey or Channel yeah, Islands Channel yeah Channel Islands we yes. are we we yeah, yeah. We're, we're, I mean it's I mean it's we're just across one the and pond. the same it is across <laughs> the pond <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah no I mean honestly I I don't see Jersey as being a different country it's just part of we are the Channel Islands and um, yeah. And we embrace, you know, you have some wonderful food producers in Jersey that, you know, we would die to have in Guernsey. You know, there's so many good ones. Um, and, um, you know, we're, we're half your size, so we don't have, well, I guess, you, know, yeah, you that, know, that's the problem. But I love the fact that Jersey doesn't have a kombucha brewer. Well, this and is it. I was going to say, you know, you, you, you are kind of like shining with, with other things, you mm. know, in Guernsey. Mm. So, yeah, I know, I mean, for me, I never really, I, I can't really feel the same, like probably someone from Jersey or some people from Jersey, because mm. not all of them, let's be mm. honest, they feel like this rivalry, you know, between Jersey and Guernsey. I'm from Romania. For me, you know, Channel Islands is almost like home or, or mm. whatever it mm. is, you know. Mm. So so I feel it's great that you you see this as as a whole, because mm. in the end, yeah, why why should mm. we, you know? I think we are almost almost saying like we are in this together. 
Yeah, I think so. And I think I think one of the overriding things about is is the healthy benefits, the fact that it's a drink with benefits, that it is doing people good. Um, and that makes me very happy as well, because there's so many bad products on the market, so many instantly made drinks that have no benefits. Well, they've got, they're, they're worse than no benefits that actually make you sick. Um, and, um, yeah. and also sort of, you know, you get hooked onto them and they're full of sugar. And if they're not full of sugar, they're full of um, sugar, um, alternatives, hmm. which are just as bad, have been proven to be worse, just as yeah. bad for you for your gut health. So it's just like I, I've just got this thing about being, you know, eating healthily, about thinking about the environment. I mean, we all our spent tea leaves, all our um, cardboard, all our botanicals that have been used up all go to this wonderful place in Guernsey called the Soil Farm. And the Soil Farm are into regenerative regenerative farming and regenerating the soil and all our scobies all our uh, because we produce a lot of scobies and obviously we mm. can't use them all yeah. for fermentation because every time we ferment a a, a, a 500 liter tank a batch, we get a batch we get a new scoby forming every time so obviously we have a lot of them and and the 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 Scobies are so nutritious for the soil. They're good to feed hens with and all sorts of things. I mean, they have so many good, um, uh, they're so beneficial in every way. So the soil farm takes all this stuff and puts it back into the soil um, and grows these wonderful vegetables. And, um, and yeah, and it's just, it's just amazing to see it. And, you know, they do vegetable boxes um, and deliver them all, all around Guernsey. So, mm. um, so it's it's that whole thing of 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 you know we're producing this wonderful drink we're producing waste but that waste is being is going back into the soil and regenerating the soil and that's a passion for everybody who works with us um is the natural the healthy aspects the um you know it's just it's the beneficial all the beneficial mm. advantages of brewing. I think it would kombucha. be great if you guys could almost introduce the brewery into, or maybe you do, I don't know. I mean, we've not talked about this. Yeah. Almost like in a tour, because there are, for example, here in Jersey breweries, I'm not, obviously not, mm. not kombucha, but even let's say, whether beer, whether uh, distilleries and yeah. stuff, you know, they offer almost like tours because yeah. comparing to that, you have you have so much more to talk about. I know I know it's probably too ambitious yeah, at this point yeah. because the your mind I'm sure is in other in other places with with opening in the UK and everything else. But I really hope because like this you know you they also have the chance to we can talk as much as we want here, mm. you know, but then till people see the process, I think is when the magic will fully happen mm. so i think it'll be great i know it will obviously there'll be other problems you know making sure that health and safety not, exactly and, you know, yeah. all that yeah so i, I guess know. i guess yeah. that's something for for uh, in a long run but yeah. i i think it would be a great idea if, if you somehow could almost integrate it into into some sort mm. of tour mm. We might we might do open days, you know, a few times a year. So yeah, it's it's quite hard because we're also salsa approved. So we go through this um really um strict um thing called salsa, which mm. is UK run. Um so in order that that um uh it's an audit of mm. the way we brew and and the way, you know, whether we can do recalls um on any bottles if there's anything wrong with them you know that whole process so that it's a really rigorous rigorous process that we go through um so you know having people come in is going to just produce a whole because it has to be a fairly sterile um, environment that's the difficulty yeah, really yeah, yeah. so yeah so we just have to be a bit careful so it's not it's not like cider i mean we yeah. know the cider um raquette cider do tours because they've got lots mm. of you know they're growing their apples and they can go through the apple orchards yeah. and things like that and you know so it's it's yes it's yeah. slightly i get different. the challenge yeah. no totally yeah, yeah absolutely yeah yeah no totally so for people that want to know more about you mm. about your product where do they find you whether on social media whether on the website Let's send this message out there. Let's get the Katie on the. Yeah, it's on the Katie fences. Kombucha. Yeah. 
Katie Kombucha. So I think if they do a search on that on on either um, Instagram or any, yeah. I must say it was a very clever way of naming naming the drink. (laughs) Do you have people, I was going to say, I was almost to name you. I remember like the first email I sent to name you Katie. Do you have people or is just me being... No, everybody <laughs> calls me Katie. <laughs> okay. So it was but, a... but I am a Catherine and I have been I have been a Katie when I grew up and then I became a Kate when okay. I... When I, I was a Katie when I was younger, then I became a Kate and now I'm back to being a Katie, so... <laughs> See, no, but, in circle but, like, the, like, like all the... But actually Katie means kombucha, is, is a shortening, is an American shortening for kombucha tea. So oh, wow. it then got that. shortened to KT. Um, and so when we were doing, uh, looking at a name and everything, we were amazed it hadn't been taken. So, yeah, so we registered the name, which we were quite lucky to. That's to amazing because it works yeah. well with the drink, with the name yeah. and with everything else. That's amazing. <laughs> that really is like such a, almost like a coincidence. coincidence. Everything fell in place. Yeah. yeah, That's great. So for people that want to find you, Kombucha dot com or on all the other social platforms yeah. that you guys are present yeah. i even seen you on linkedin yeah. which is great yeah uh, but yeah with this being said it was an absolute pleasure it, we i really enjoyed this and i knew i'm gonna even my wife as i said you know, she was a big <laughs> fan of the drink so i knew it's gonna be amazing from the day i stepped into the brewery i'm like yeah you got to be on well, the podcast. Thank you. Thank really you for inviting. It. Well, thank you for inviting me and thinking. Yeah. Um, Cause you are the first guest, the first guest coming from outside of Jersey, which is amazing. Yeah. yeah thank you so much for yeah. making the trip all the way yeah. to, all the way to Jersey. Although, as we said, it's just across the pond, but still challenges. 10 minutes away. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. Pleasure.